One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of malicious compliance involving a dead dog. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, you need to share the run. No wuckas. I worked at a furniture delivery place a couple years back. I did a 420 kilometer trip to a truck stop and waited to swap trucks with another driver, then made the same trip back, give or take 850 kilometers in total. I did this Mondays and Tuesdays with the occasional Wednesday. One of the boys gets annoyed and speaks up saying, why does he get the easy job? All he does is drive. I want to have a turn. It's not fair he's the only one to get it every week. Managers get pissed, tell me I need to switch and be fair with the rest of the drivers and not hog the easy run. All good. I told him, go for your life. What he didn't realize is there's literally nothing to do other than to pull over for a 5-10 to 10 minute break and your lunch. You can't cruise like if you were an offsider. Most crews had two or three, one being a designated driver and the others being labor. You would chill in the cab, sometimes have a nap and wait till the next location and maybe move three items max per job and build a couple. It was a total of 8-10 to 10 hours driving. I've always loved long drives. I love long airplane trips and stays in hospital. I'm just weird. I check on my music and go about it. I don't need to interact with people. See, all the other boys had done the run before. No one liked it. You got far more breaks actually doing deliveries and the such. Had he asked me about it, I'd have told him, but since he got pissy, I just decided to set the nav man up for him and move on. He lasted one round trip. The moment he got back to the yard, he said, This is BS, you can have it back. But I said, nah, I like this more. You told him you wanted the run, you can have it. He took me out for a night on the piss and I got the run back. No luck is mate. For those that don't know, it means no worries, it's an Australian sling. It kind of makes me wonder though, what is preferable? Shorter, but you have to keep working consistently throughout to make sure it is shorter or longer and you can have, you know, a few more breaks here and there, but you're going to be doing ultimately a longer job. It might suck to get accustomed to, but I think maybe the shorter option is better, don't you guys think? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is not spicy enough? How about now? This posting is about a coworker from a long time ago. In this case, he was maliciously complied against. My coworker P loves insanely spicy food. For example, he would go to a local Thai restaurant, order the hottest noodles they have, and then add a bunch of hot oil, vinegar hot peppers, hot sauce, and hot pepper flakes. A new Thai restaurant opened up near his house, and he went there for dinner. He ordered a 10-star drunken noodles. When the dish came out, he didn't find it spicy enough, and they didn't have an assortment of spicy condiments, so he sent it back to the kitchen and asked them to make it spicier. The dish came out, and when he tasted the noodles again, it wasn't spicy enough, so he sent it back to the kitchen asking to make it spicier. The second time it came out, it was so spicy that he couldn't eat it. However, after sending it back twice, he didn't think he could complain that it was too spicy, so he powered through it. He told me that the next day, he was unable to go to the bathroom without pain. Lesson learned, if your food isn't spicy enough, don't send it back to the kitchen a second time. I'm just imagining the chef getting it back the second time like, okay, game on. 
and they go to the back of the kitchen where there's like some secret rare cabinet where they break it open and they finally have, you know, some kind of Carolina Reaper Ultra Pepper. This next story is text more customers while making more outbound calls. No problem. This was from when I worked for my former employer as a personal auto claims adjuster. After 2020, we had a staffing shortage and it was very hard to be able to return calls. Like, literally, I was on the phone and would have three voicemails when I got off, and it would continue. My company announced that they were going to start allowing us to enroll customers in text message communication. In fact, they were going to encourage it as they wanted to move towards a more digital option to streamline things, like many customers. I was thrilled. With all my first time calling on my new claims, I would sign people up. It was great. I responded to people's texts when they had questions and would send them follow-up texts through the claim asking if they had any questions how the repairs went, etc. I loved it. My customers loved it. I got good surveys. The month after our first month doing this, we have a region-wide town hall meeting and I had the most outbound text messages in that month by over 200. I think my total was like 280 and the next person after me was 30 from the next person. I got a gift card and recognition by the regional manager at an office-wide town hall. My team got allotted as well, now that our team was the one using the text message system the most, since I was using more than anyone else. I was happy. My boss was happy. My team was happy. My customers were happy. The regional manager was happy because it was making our region look good. The other managers were happy. Everyone was happy, happy, happy. You get it. Now, simple logic would say that since I was using texting to follow up each one of those messages, it could have been a phone call but instead was a text, right? Well, the higher-ups over my regional manager, the same ones who allegedly pointed to my text messaging numbers and were thrilled the new method was working, didn't think so. My boss called me aside to discuss my numbers and told me he had some concerns about how I had the least number of outbound calls the prior month same amount I had all of the text messages. He showed me my numbers and where I ranked. Now, I wasn't the lowest in the region, mind you, nor even the lowest on my team, but I was below the peer average. It was clear that the number was not taking into consideration the number of outbound texts I had done. I agreed that it was low, but pointed out if you added that number of outbound calls for each performer to each performer's number of outbound texts, my number of those combined would be higher than anyone else. He said he agreed, but that the higher-ups wanted a reason for why I wasn't making as many outbound calls. I thought this was a joke question at first, and when I realized he wasn't joking, I said, because instead of making outbound calls, I'm texting customers, which is what the customers signed up for. Note, we can't text a customer who doesn't sign up for it, So, logic would say that for each of my text messages, that should be one less outbound call that I would be making. My boss once again said he understood, but this had gone to the higher-ups over my regional manager, and they wanted me to be making more outbound calls. So, I realized this whole texting people more didn't mean they expected us to be making fewer outbound calls and essentially have the same workload. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. They were looking for us to make the same number of outbound calls on top of texting people, essentially increasing our workload. I told them I would focus on making sure I had more outbound calls on the next report. Now, here's the thing about our phones and how they worked with measuring metrics. They can see how many calls we have coming in, how many calls we make going out, how many calls we answer, and the average length of each call. But the report for the metrics doesn't show what numbers we're dialing. So each time I sent a text message, I would first call my cell phone when my voicemail picked up. I would type the response for the customer in our text message application, and once I'd finished typing, I would hit send. I would then hang up the phone. This ensured two things. I was making an outbound call, and the length would still fall into the average length for each call. Next month, my boss pulled me aside to congratulate me on a job well done with improving my outbound calls while still maintaining my high text messages. Of course, when my annual performance review came around, they still used that low outbound call month as an excuse not to promote me and only offer me a pathetic 3% raise. So that was the final straw and a long list of reasons as to why I moved on to a different company. Note, I kept in touch with several co-workers, a few of whom still work there, and from what they've told me, it's just gotten worse and a lot of high turnover. So I made the right choice. I think I'm impressed more than anything that OP knows co-workers who still work there. I just figured almost every one of these kinds of companies at some point just decides, alright, we gotta cut more costs, we're just gonna ship this overseas to a third party customer support rep. I feel like it's almost a given. As a US citizen, if you're calling a company that is operating in the US, that customer support rep is probably thousands of miles from the actual location of that business. I guess OP's job is pretty much that anyways though. Our next story is fix it. More grading issues from the land of Nod. I say this as I stand sleeping at my stand-a-desk in my and many other people's classroom at your local community college. I gave a test a couple of weeks ago which resulted in the post you'll see on my homepage. This is about the very next test which I turned back to the students this evening. My error in grading caused a domino effect that 
yet again ended in some pretty decent malicious compliance. As I passed the tests back, my college-age students, varying in age from early 20s to mid-40s, some of the students who were either friends or acquaintances started comparing notes on the test scores. I encourage this sort of comparative thought, especially on math tests. As I finish up passing things out, two students came up to me with the snark and attitude of a middle schooler, or someone complaining about getting the wrong order and trying to look all cute about it. Um, yeah, you graded her paper and she got question 7 right, but you graded mine wrong and I got the same answer as her? I looked at them and thought I'd give them a shot to not push the issue by saying, Hmm, will you look at that? Maybe you should both take a look at that problem again. It was at this point that I looked and realized that they both got the answer wrong and that I missed marking it on one of the tests. I remember going through it and seeing it was wrong and actually swore that I marked it wrong, but I guess not. They took it back to their seats for a second, pretended to look at it and came back as I was about to hit the podium. Yeah, it's wrong. You did it wrong. It's wrong. You're not perfect, OP. You need to fix it. This time, I really, really tried to give the students a chance. They didn't pick up what I was putting down, so I have little choice. Okay, I do, but it's still time for malicious compliance. I took both tests back while making eye contact with one, then the other, and slowly returned to my standing desk and opened my laptop. I took both tests and looked at them to make sure I had it right. I had. I changed the person whose score was correct by marking it wrong, entering it in the gradebook and handing it back. It looks like you both missed that question. I must have overlooked it. My bad. Looks like it was wrong after all. I love the story, but I just wish OP included how they reacted after they found out. They must not have reacted too much or just accepted their defeat or something. Maybe just quickly embarrassingly walked off. Our next story is no personal mobile phones at work. I, 33-year-old male, work in IT cybersecurity, and my work has been on a big multi-factor authentication, the SMS codes from your phone or authenticator apps type thing, push to better secure our systems. As a result, basically every system or software requires a phone to access. Like many other places, my work doesn't supply phones to its workers, unless they're sufficiently far up the leadership chain. Friday, my boss sends one of those directives that manglement bosses always do to try and be commanding. He tells me that personal device use at work is not permitted and specifically cites mobile phones as an example. Cue malicious compliance. To comply with the directive, I uninstall all the multi-factor authentication code applications on my phone that are needed by work and submit tickets for getting the desktop versions. IT fulfillment's response? Uh, what desktop version? Boss is backpedaling, but it wouldn't matter at this point, as the tokens for the multi-factor authentication apps are gone. For extra irony, Boss rushes approvals for software installs, but gets stuck in the new software approval process he created. End result? I spend Friday browsing the internet while he runs around rushing software approvals for the MFA desktop apps we need. It's kind of like in any well-oiled machine, you don't just rip a part out without knowing what it does and what it might affect adjacent to that. This next story is, dead dog wasn't an acceptable excuse to miss work. 
So, when I was entry level a long time ago, my boss made me come in the day after I discovered my dog dead in my room from choking on something it grabbed and swallowed on my desk. There were obvious signs she panicked before she passed away. I tried to call in a sick day because I had a combo of grief and guilt, but my employer wasn't having it. I was only a few weeks into the job so I didn't have any sick days, was technically on contract in my probationary phase and I was fresh off of unemployment and needed this job. I came in visibly sad. I tried to ask to go home one more time. Boss didn't care and told me to man up, it's just a dog. So I was like, screw it, and just let my feelings take over. I was openly crying and sobbing at my desk while working on my project and answering emails. This is one of those modern open floor plan offices slash design studios with no walls and tiny partitions instead of cubicles. And everyone can see and hear me. I'm literally wiping tears off my face and desk as I work. This is also the early 2000s where the term toxic masculinity wasn't coined. So seeing a grown man openly sobbing at his desk like this really threw people off. When asked by coworkers and people passing by what happened, I told everyone what had happened to my dog and that I didn't even have a chance to take care of her body. So she was lying in my bed wrapped in my blanket until I could get home and figure out her cremation slash burial stuff. When they asked why I was even at work, I very loudly stated that my manager didn't think it was an acceptable excuse to miss work. Needless to say, she looked like a monster and I was told by her boss I'd have two days paid to mourn and take care of my dog, and I shouldn't have had to come in. I can definitely tell that OP's boss is not a pet person. I think it goes without saying, but anybody that does actually care about their pets, losing one is like losing a family member. It honestly doesn't hurt any less. I feel bad for OP. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.